And you know, us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. Yeah. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. Yeah. We're able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yeah, I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's yeah. time for us to, to let you know what's going on. What's up, everybody? It's Karen in the house. That's K Dog. Shannon will be proud of me. That's Karen. Karen in the house. Can we talk sports, you guys? Sunday night. Yeah, it's me by myself tonight. Um, the ladies are uh, all taking a break tonight. And so it's me. I'm winging it. So I need you guys to share and like this video. Um, let me just tell you about my week, you guys. I started a project. Greenwood Avenue project. It's about Black Wall Street, Tulsa. And I started uh, recording it, filming it this week. And so I've been in Tulsa all week interviewing some great, great people. Man, and but I'm tired. But I could not cancel this show. I had to come on. And so, because I have a great guest on tonight, I could not cancel. So you guys uh, just hang in there with me tonight. We have a great show, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna um, get down to the nitty gritty about basketball. Basketball. How many of you? How many of you played basketball? How many of you have kids that want to play basketball? Well, I have someone on the show tonight that's gonna be able to tell you all the ins and outs of how to uh, create a complete player in playing basketball. Her resume is long. She's going to have a lot of wisdom for you guys. So I, I appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. I appreciate you guys sharing the video, sharing, liking, giving us comments. If you have any questions that you want to ask her. And guess what? She's coming to Texas. She's thinking about moving to Texas, y'all. And you know I must have said... Uh, Come on to DeSoto, because you know I'm a DeSoto fan. You know, I got my shirt on, DeSoto, DeSoto. You know I'm a fan, so you know that's what I'm going to do first. I'm going to promote my community before I tell her to go anywhere else. I'm going to tell her, come check out DeSoto. Come and check out DeSoto. And so I'm excited to have her on the show. So you guys, without any further ado, welcome to the show, Coach Lockett. Hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, wow, coach. Your resume is probably like three pages long. Uh, yeah. Three pages long. Girl, you've been doing it. You've been doing it. So start out just by telling me how you, how did you even get into basketball? Tell me a little bit about yourself and um, we're going to start from there. 
Well, I've played basketball pretty much all my life. I, I love the game. Um, I grew up uh, playing rec sports. My parents were um, a part of a youth organization in the small town of Worcester, where we're from. So we, I just grew up with my sisters playing all sports from tennis to swimming. And, but I loved basketball. I gravitated toward it. Um, so in high school, I did basketball, volleyball, and track. Uh, so I was a four-year letter winner in all three sports. And then I went on to college to play uh, basketball. And then I did track as well. Um, so I'm from Ohio. I'm from the Midwest. Um, yay, Midwest. Um, you know, but my sister was military um, and she had lived in the DMV um, in the uh, metro area. So I decided to come down this way to Virginia uh, because she was here and, you know, there just didn't seem to be a lot of opportunity. Um, I was at the time running a pool. I was water safety instructor. Um, I was running the citywide softball program in Cleveland. I was running all the sports out of uh, Kavasic Recreation Center in Cleveland. Um, but I just wanted more. I eventually knew I was going to coach. Uh, my father is the first coach locket uh, because he coached football at the College of Worcester for about 30 plus years. Um, so I, I grew up, you know, going to the college and, you know, watching football practices and actually breaking down film on his bedroom wall with him. So, you know, I, it, from as little as I can remember. So I always knew that was going to happen. Um, but I was just kind of finding my place, you know, from moving from Cleveland to then Virginia. And when I got to Virginia, uh, I actually started playing racquetball with a firefighter that said, hey, you look like a firefighter. And I said, well, I tried out in Cleveland and I literally on a fluke uh, just didn't make it. Um, and he said, no, I think you should try again. So I did, and then I ended up uh, becoming a firefighter in Prince William County. So um, I was a firefighter for six years. I was an officer, wow. uh, a driver operator, and I was one of three black females in the entire department. And uh, the other two uh, black females were, they rode on an, um, they were medics. So they rode on a, uh, and a medic, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, my, my brain is going, but they rode the medic unit and I rode an engine unit. I was an EMT, but I wasn't a medic. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was a little difficult, um, you know, making that transition from riding in the back to riding in the front seat and giving orders, uh, mm -hmm. especially, you know, being a minority all the way around. Um, so I, uh, did that for about six years. And then I was like, okay, it's time to coach, you know, it's time to do the thing that you know, you want to do that you love doing. Uh, so I left the fire department. Uh, I went back and I got my master's degree and, uh, in athletic administration and coaching. And then my first position was at South County in in, um, in Fairfax County, South County high school. You went from at sports and then became a you you <laughs> you just oh you just it's it's like when you get something in your in your view that's something you want to accomplish you just go for it 
Absolutely. That's that's how I grew up. That's how my father was. I mean, he was he was very tough, but he was very caring and loving. So it was you know, whatever you want to do, just go get it. And, you know, that's what sports teaches you. And that's why I love sports so much because sports it are life. You know, basketball is life. You can teach anything that there is about life through the game of basketball or actually through any game. So I learned perseverance. I learned determination, all those things, you know, to be able to get to your goals. I learned through through basketball. Wow, you know, sometimes, you know, especially here in, in DeSoto, sometimes we hear parents or the community talk that we're more than sports. And I'm and you know, I'd be like, yeah, we are, but it's just something that sports do. You know, that's in, it absolutely that's interesting because sports is kind of like religion and politics, it, it hits a very deep part in you. Um, and, and I think that's because uh, sports is, is creativity. You know, when, when you're playing, you're uh, giving a part of yourself, you're being a part of yourself that in some instances you can't be in other areas of life. And, and you know, we come into this world, kids come into this world knowing to play. You know, they they meet other kids and, and, you know, they play or they go to their house. Can so and so come out and play, you know, and, and that's how they bond. And, and that's, you know, how they share their love. But we grow up and we become adults and we tend to forget that, you know, but it's, it's funny because my sisters uh, always laugh at me because I always say, you know, that that I feel closest to God when I'm on a court or when I'm playing, you know, because ever since I've been little, I've always been that kid where my parents had to whistle or they had to come get me because I was off playing somewhere. So I'm the coach that learned how to whistle. So a lot of times I'll be on the court and I'll whistle and they know that's, <laughs> know that's me. But, you know, I, I say that in jest, but I say that because, you know, a lot of kids and, and I was one of them back then, their outlet their way of expression and their way to show their love and their passion is through that sport is through that game. And, and I feel strongly that we as coaches, it's our job to foster that, you know, mm -hmm. to, to allow them to be that, to bring out the best of themselves. So how do you keep kids or athletes to enjoy the game and, and let it be fun versus taking it so serious? Um, how do you, how do you, how do you keep them, how do you help them to balance it? Well, it's, it's a fine line because, um, you know, nowadays kids understand, uh, athletes, student athletes understand that I can get to college and I can get my education paid for by this. Um, so, you know, you do have some parents and, and some kids who are very, very serious and they think that more is better. And if I just play, 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 or if I'm on two AAU teams along with my high school team or, or my, you know, other team, then that's good when in actuality it's not um, because they need, they need to understand that you, you have to be in order to be a whole player, 
you have to play other sports. I'm a big proponent of playing other sports because when you train in other sports, you train different muscles. If I don't know if you've noticed nowadays uh, that kids are getting knee issues, tendonitis, hip issues, ankle issues at the age of nine and 10. Well, why is that? Because that's something that only high school or college athletes uh, used to get. Well, now we're seeing, you know, young girls and boys getting these injuries. Well, it's because it's overuse. They think I'll just play all these, you know, on all these different teams and get this exposure and it'll be great. When in actuality, it, it kind of, you know, works against them. So what I do is I, I always try to educate parents and, you know, and players and let them know you still have to be a kid you know, first and foremost, it's going to all be out there for you, you know, as you grow up, but play other sports, learn what you love, learn yourself through the game. I think one of the things that we do as adults is we want so much for children that we just try to force them or get them to, to specialize or to, you know, do these things now so that they can be better than the next person, you know, and then get that exposure. But that's not necessarily what the girl or the boy wants, you know, some just want to be kids and they just want to play. So allow them to do that. And then you have some players, nine, 10 years old, they are serious. They are like, I want to practice today. You don't even have to go get them to, to ask them to practice. They will be out there all day, every day, you know, from sun up to sun down, watching all the games, trying to mimic the games. <laughs> I was that kid, you know? So consequently, when I first became a coach, I thought that's what you do. Oh, you've got to do this and this, you know? And I quickly realized that you have to first find out what it is they want. Are they just playing because their friends are playing and they enjoy it? Or are they playing because they want to get to the next level and then coach them accordingly? So really, it's just about relationships, showing them that, you know, I love you as a person first. You know, it, that even whether you play this game or not, I'm still going to care about you. If there's something I can do for you or help you, then I'm going to do that for you. You know, and and some coaches, they just kind of, you know, use that kid to get what they want or, you know, especially if they're really, really good. And, you know, and sometimes that kid kind of gets burnout, you know, and it, you don't, you don't want to burn that student athlete out or, or that, you know, young girl or young boy out, let them be who they are. Let them advance the way that they want to just foster that. And then I think once you do that, then you see the fun in it. You know, you can go into practice and if somebody does something that's funny, you can laugh, and, you know, and you could joke yeah. about it, not say, well, you shouldn't have done that. See, that's what, you know, and make it so serious, you know, just show them you're a person too. You like to have fun too. I'm, I think I'm very funny. It's, <laughs> you know, I'm very serious and, and I've been told I have a death stare, but <laughs> But, but I do like to joke and I do like to laugh, but I do let all ages know that there's a time to laugh and joke and have fun. And then there's a time to be serious. It's just, it's your job to recognize when those times are. 
I'm glad you t- uh, educated us parents to let us know about uh, playing more than one sport. Uh, I think when my kids was growing up, I, we played basketball, you know, baseball, football. We played it all. And then at some point in high school, you know, the coaches was like, okay, we need you to make a decision. Are you all in on football? Or are you, you know, and my son in the ninth grade, he wanted to continue to play baseball and football, but the coaches wanted him to, you know, make a decision. And because I, I guess it's because it's more serious when you get to, you know, varsity and stuff like that. They want the committed players and those players who stayed in and committed totally to that one sport, they got chance to work out more. And so when my son came over from baseball, he was out. Well, the fact that the other players were there during the whole time and didn't do the two sports, he kind of got um, a little lost in the shuffle, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so. I definitely understand that. And, and it seems nowadays more than ever, that's what coaches are doing, especially at high school. They feel like you need to play this sport. You need to figure out what sport you're going to play and play it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I really think that's wrong. And I really think it does that that student athlete a disservice because they're actually cross training those muscles. They're actually getting a break. You know, they're mm-hmm. actually, uh, you know, building muscles in other areas that will essentially kind of carry over uh, to that sport. And I think it's important for coaches to recognize that I'm not trying to take this this athlete from you i just they're good at it they like to play it so you know why not come out for our team and help our team and work together in that way and not you know not see that as oh well you're taking away from this sport Mm -hmm. because in actuality the you know the football coach could say hey i know you like baseball i know you want to play that well these are what our workouts look like you know Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing and then allow that allow your your son or that player to say okay and then after baseball practice or or whatever then they can go do those workouts you know have that coach say you know by playing baseball you might miss out on some of the things that we're doing in the off season but if you if you stay connected with me if you let me know what you're doing then i can give you extra workouts you know we can still involve you if let's say they have uh some type of training or where you know because some coaches will bring in a trainer you know for for their players then he could say hey we've got this trainer coming in on this day can you come and it might be that you know the player can say to their other coach coach this is just bad you know baseball practice or whatever and i know we don't have a game coming up would you mind if i went to this training session you know and i can do extra batting practice or whatever, right. it can be worked out. It, it absolutely can. You know, so when coaches look at it that way, I think it's a win-win all the way around for the parents, the players, yeah. and, and all the coaches. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad, I mean, you just made, I mean, just making us aware about the muscles. We don't even think about, you know, playing the different sports. You're working the different muscle. Um Wow. I mean, that's, that's an, and and especially with the workload, 
that mm. the kids are doing nowadays. You've got six, seven, and eight-year-olds doing a 40 to 45-minute workout. The mm. workload for a six, seven, eight-year-old is really, really heavy. That's a lot. And if you add on that, if they're playing on AAU teams, you add oh, yeah. that into it. You yeah. know, so and if if they if they're on other teams, you know, so it, it can just really, really add up quickly. That's why, um, you know, they should drill. Uh, they should drill 70 percent of the time and play. 30% of the time. Mm. That way they're working on their fundamental skills, they're learning, they're growing. And then that 30% of the time, then they're using, you know, that drill time to see how it carries over, how functional it is in game situations. But when you have kids drilling and drilling and playing and playing and drill, it just wears their muscles and their tendons and their joints out because they're developing. You know, we wow. have to remember these, these are young children that are developing and we can stunt that in some way, or we can harm that in some ways. If we just keep putting this workload on them that we feel, we feel that they should have in order to be good, but that doesn't necessarily make a player good or competitive. And, you know, nowadays, because sports is so big, they're going after our kids at an earlier age. I remember there wasn't um, like a, it's not called AA football, but there was, you only play football in that particular season. But now they're having travel teams. Now they're going around and playing championship games with, uh, with the football players. So they're going to start hitting well, they have that contact, but it's going to be more contact on their bodies at an early mm -hmm. age. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, that's what age we're in now. It, everything is travel. Everything is exposure. More is better. And, you know, parents and coaches really have, um, they have to decide how much is enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because you you want to be competitive, sure. Um, and, and you want to give them the tools to be competitive, but you don't want to burn them out, you know. So maybe cut back on some of those games, you know, maybe um, add some, some fun things in there, some field trips. Um, you know, now they're starting to go to uh, you know, contact, no head contact because, you know, no helmet contact because of injury, you know, things like that. Plus they're outside and with the heat, especially that Texas heat, right. <laughs> you know, it, it can, you know, be a lot. So you just really have to educate yourself on what is best, you yeah. know, because some coaches, you know, we coach by what we what we've seen, what we've lived, how we played, how our coaches were. But those, in my opinion, those times are over. Now you have to coach based on the education and the information that's out there. Because the change the game changes so much. The the game that you see on the collegiate level is now being passed down to the high school level, the middle school level, uh, and, and all those different things. You know, and that's because if I if I see this nine or ten year old, 
early, then maybe I can keep my eye on them. And then that'll be the one that will come to my team and, you know, that sort of thing. So that's why coaches are, are focusing on, you know, these players a lot sooner, you know, and, and think about it. You know, if I was a, as a college coach, if I offer a nine or 10 year old, a scholarship to my institution at nine or 10, you know, I say, Hey, come play for me. I'm offering you a scholarship. You don't know what's going to happen, how the growth of that kid, you know, the, the maturity, the maturation, what that kid's going to be at 13, at 15, you know, um, and, and it becomes, one of these things where we're just, it's, you know, it's like a, a warehouse, you know, we're just, we're rolling all these kids, these young, you know, players in, you know, and then we're rolling in even more. So it, wow. it's just, parents just really need to, to decide how much is enough, you know, for their players. And, and remember, they need off seasons too. You know, they, they need off seasons too, especially for, let's say, a high school player like myself back then who was playing three sports all through uh, high school. Right. So you're so then you've got the summer. Well, then you've got summer camps. You know, you, you've got AAU. So you, you really got to, you know, just l allow them to be who they are, you know, help them in their journey. You know, if they really love it and they want to learn more and you feel that their coach isn't get the, getting them the knowledge that they need, isn't helping them to progress, find that next coach or that next trainer that's going to get them to the next level then, you know, but but they have to rest at some point, you know, so. Well, you know, from what what I um, I know for my son but I would, we were a sports family. My husband was a coach. And like I said, he played sports. And what I learned later on is I didn't create a balance for him. All we did was sports, 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 sports. I didn't introduce him to anything else to show him anything else that he liked. And so when he didn't play sports, it was like, okay, who am I? What is it that I like to do? And so that's kind of like my life mission to tell parents, create a show your kids something else that they, that they like to do, whether it's music, drawing, um, writing, something else. Because especially with COVID-19, and we'll talk about that COVID-19, uh, you know, we didn't really know whether we was going to continue to be playing sports. And so if that's all they depended on, We've been dealing with a lot of players dealing with mental illness or, you know, depressed because they can't play sports. And so, but if they had something else they love to do, they could balance off of that. Absolutely. Growing up, my parents told us we had to play an instrument. We had to. And we also had to play a sport. So, you know, we, had, we were going to do those things. And then we were going to go to college, but mm. they allowed us to pick what we enjoyed doing. So you can pick, but these are the guidelines. And I think when you you give your your children um, kind of just a framework, these are the things that I expect. You can <coughs> choose 
you could choose what you'd like, but these are the things you need to do. Um, you know, so when you, uh, when you do that, it kind of lays out something for them. But when you see them doing the same thing all the time over and over, that's when you need to say, Hey, um, what, what else is there? You know, what else is there for you? What else do you like? Maybe today, um, or maybe you schedule uh, like a painting session. You know what? Uh, today I thought we would go and paint something. You know, just out of the blue, you know, take your children to something they've never done before. One thing I always admired about uh, my oldest sister, she would always take her children everywhere everywhere there was she was always finding free stuff for them to do whether it be travel you know the smithsonian's having picnics you know looking at art doing art you know whatever it was um you know because that's how we grew up and that's what you know she knew to do you know with her son when she had her sons and you know that's what i know to do it's all about being a whole person you know, if I'm a Libra, so I'm all about the balance. So if, if you do all of one thing and none of the other, you know, it never really quite, quite balances. But if you, if you play a sport, if you delve in music, uh, you know, the band or, or whatever it might be, if you, let's say in chorus or you're in drama, you know, or you're part of government, you know, you're doing all these different things that make you a whole person, you know, someone who can kind of talk about, you know, one thing, you know, and the other thing, who feels more comfortable being in many different social settings instead mm -hmm. of just being in the sports setting. So, mm -hmm. you know, where we're talking about something that's kind of small, it really kind of trickles into all areas of life when it comes to, you know, social skills and social interaction and relationship and all of yeah. those things. Yeah. So I saw on your resume, you said you're committed to developing the total player. Absolutely. What do you mean about that? Well, first of all, it's not about just becoming a basketball player. Um, I love the game, love it to my heart, always played it. But really, it's about finding who you are and finding the best of yourself through the game of basketball. And in order to do that, I have to get to know who you are. Um, I have to get to know what you like, what you don't like. You know, um, I remember distinctly, I had a, a, a player named Molly who we were in practice and I, I was yelling and I was, you know, coaching. And, and that next day she came in and she said, coach, can I talk to you in your office? And I said, you absolutely can. So we go in my office, we sit down and she says, I, I need to tell you, you did something I don't like. And I said, okay. So she said, well, you yelled at me and, and I don't, I don't work well with people yelling at me. I said, okay. So I explained to her what I was yelling about, why I was yelling, you know, so I, I talked to her about what I was thinking and feeling and going through in that moment. And afterwards, she kind of said, well, I don't really need the rest of these questions because you really kind of answered, you know, everything that I was going to ask you. She said, but I really appreciate if you 
wouldn't yell at me. And I said, okay, Molly, no problem. And we had the best relationship. She became my mouthpiece for that entire team. And when I would have my one-on-one conferences, she would come in and lay on my couch and she would just tell me about everybody. (laughs) So-and-so's doing this, well, so-and-so feels this. And, you know, and it was, it was interesting that we started out her being angry and upset at me because I yelled at her, but then her just becoming this really big ally to help me to reach the other girls on the team. So, you know, it's, it's being vulnerable. It's showing them that you're a person. It's showing them that, you know, you care about them besides becoming a basketball player, you know, because at the end of the day, the ball stops bouncing, you know, the game is going to be over. And for Mm -hmm. girls compared to boys sooner than later, you know, so when that time comes, what are you going to do? Who are you going to be? How do you define yourself? You know, all those things. And, and trust me, it's very, very challenging because I have to pull the best out of you. And sometimes you don't want me to do that. And in mm. order to, and in order to not for me not to get that close to you, you know, you've got to put up all these barriers, which, you know, that's what people, you know, in particular, um, kids learn to do. So I talk about, you know, fears and where fear comes from and how do you uh, address fear, you know, and what vulnerability is, you know, uh, we talk about, you know, mental uh, hardships, you know, getting past, you know, mentally blocks that we think that we can't get past, you know, all those things. And I think by doing that, they're, they're able to kind of let their guard down and say, okay, she's, she really gets it. You know, she, Mm. she's trying to get me better, but you know, if, if I come into practice one day and and say, Hey coach, I'm, you know, I really, I just don't feel well. I really feel like I I can't give my best today Then I'm okay with you sitting down on the side and watching practice, you Mm. know? So I'm showing you, yeah, I care about you and your development off the court because you've got families, you've got boyfriends and girlfriends, you know, you've got all these different type relationships that you're navigating. Mm -hmm. And then we're asking them to come into or come onto a basketball court or the field or whatever. And then we're asking them to perform at their highest level. Mm -hmm. And as adults, we know one little thing mentally, you know, can kind of, you know, mess us up a little bit. So imagine with all the things that these, these kids are navigating, and then we're asking them to come perform and then they don't. And then we're screaming at them or yelling at them and in so, some instances, you know, degrading them, you know, or how, how effective is that? You know, what, what is the purpose of that? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say it's really <laughs> about the whole player. Excuse me. Oh, sure. You're excused. <laughs> Uh, so tell me, how would you um, talk to this total player in dealing with COVID-19 right now? How would you teach them to deal with whether or not they're, this game they've been playing all their lives and wanting to reach the highest level 
and especially for those who are trying to get scholarships and because you know seasons being canceled you know colleges can't see them how do they navigate this particular time of that's going on in the world with with the, the ambition of being something greater in sports well first of all they got to know that this is Yes, things have changed in our society and things will be different moving forward, but it's not over. Um, you know, for you'll still be able to play the sports. Luckily, uh, the NC2A has, um, you know, given more time, given time back to sports that were, um, you know, put on hold or canceled. Uh, so they're getting that eligibility. So you're not you're just, we're, we're kind of in this holding pattern. So really, first and foremost, you got to pray. You have to have a faith foundation. That's first and foremost, because this time mm-hmm. is giving everyone a time to just stop, stop. Everybody mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we're a go, go, go society, you know, God do this, God do that. And I'm just a firm believer in God makes everything happen the way it has to happen. So he was like, everybody's going to have to stop what they're doing. Everything that you've been doing or that you're used to doing, you're not going to be able to do that. What are you going to do? Who are you going to turn to? Because you've got to have something to turn to, something to, to, you know, help you through that. So I always say, pray. I've picked up I've become a part of more Bible studies. Uh, I've been reading more, um, you know, take walks, you know, do, do small things that give you pleasure, you know, so for a small child, if playing basketball is all they knew, and that's what, that's what was fun for them. Well, as your, as their parent, go out and play with them, you know, put in little challenges, you know, um, call the trainer and ask, you know, the trainer to train them virtually, you know, because I, we did, uh, that's what we did with um, Junior NBA. We did a four-week virtual training camp, you know, and, and it worked really well. We got to see them. We got to coach them. They got to see us. And, you know, and it worked really well. So this time is finding ways to be creative, you know. So parents, well, they have to be at home, you know, schooling their children anyway you know, find something that that child loves to do. And then, you know, just kind of foster that, you know, but let them know it's not over. You can still play, you know, get out there and and go do your drills, you know, challenge yourself, set goals, make a a, a big uh, poster board and, you know, and set some goals. Okay. This week I'm going to make 53 pointers you know, Mm. or whatever, Uh, I'm going to make 250 layups, you know, or I'm going to make 15 in a row of a certain shot, you know, just challenge and then get, you know, neat little stickers or whatever. And then when, when they do something really well, you know, put that sticker up there, celebrate it, you know, put it on Facebook and and show (laughs) your, your children, you know, because those are the things that lets them know that, yeah, 
you know, I'm, I'm doing it, you know, I'm, I'm getting better and, and mom notices or dad notices, you know, and that keeps their spirits up. You know, the one thing you don't want to do is just make it seem like it's all doom and gloom. Their sports are just going to end in as we know it. And, you know, just, you can go play. However, you know, just, just build them up, make whatever environment that you have fun for them. And, and then just stay connected with the coaches. You know, we're, we're in a pandemic. Sure. But we've got zoom. We've got uh, Facebook live. We've got IG, we've got Snapchat, we've got every kind of platform there is out there for you to be able to stay connected to anyone. So just stay connected to the coaches. Hey coach, what can I be doing? You know, what does it look like? Get get updates from the coaches. You know, are we going to be on campus, you know, in the next couple of weeks or, or are we not? You know, things like that. And that way you don't feel alone. Just stay connected. You know, even if it's just as simple as a little Snapchat, you know, just a little mm-hmm. picture, you know, maybe you with the ball or, you know, uh-huh. you did a little move, have have a parent, you know, take a video of a, of a little move or something that you did and stay connected to that coach. And that goes a long way. And I know that's a mouthful, but, you know, that's good. That's good. Now, you know, when my son was uh, in sports, um uh, and we was trying to get him a scholarship. Everything that I saw that I researched, it said that it's not up to the coach to get the kids a scholarship. It's up to the parents to get the kids scholarship. So is can you offer any type of advice to a parent on what they need to do if they are trying to get their athlete a scholarship to play sports? One of the things that I always say is it's important uh, for you to go to camps. Now, we are in a pandemic and, you know, we probably won't have camps for the next summer or two uh, moving forward. Um, But you want to stay connected to coaches. Um, I say the sooner you start, the better. If you know that if you're a middle schooler and you know you want to play in high school, you know you want to play on the next level, you, you should sit down and write out at least five schools that would be uh, OMG if I got into these type schools. Mm-hmm. Then you want to write down five schools that I think I could go to that, you know, to those schools. And and I think as, a, a, you know, a black or brown player, you might want to write down five schools that are HBCU schools, you know, because there's, I, I think HBCU schools are, are kind of, you know, that they're kind of over here and not really getting the look that, you know, they deserve. So really write those things down, you know, and then talk to your, your parent. Hey, mom, you know, I'm really interested or dad, I'm interested in these schools reach out to the coach. Hey coach, my daughter is so-and-so. If you've got video, even better. This is my daughter so-and-so. She really loves the game. She's developing. She would like to come to your camp. Do you have any suggestions? Man, that right there. Do you have any suggestions? When you ask a coach that, you really tend 
get your pencil and paper ready because you really tend to get a list of things that you can do in order to help get, you know, the looks that you want to want to get for your player. So try to get video. Uh, try to get a highlight video if you can. But, you know, it's it's not really necessary. Uh, if you're playing AAU, uh, make sure you're on the appropriate AAU team. You have mm -hmm. some players that are on these travel teams. They're not as good as they should be for the team. So they mm -hmm. tend to not get as much playing time. Or when they do get playing time, especially at these large venues, then it's not quality playing time. So they can't really display what they can do. So they get overlooked. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure they're on a team that's appropriate for their level where they are. Um, and also, uh, if you're, if fundamentally, just make sure that they have the, the fundamentals in place. Um, you don't have to run the fastest and jump the highest, but you need to know how to pivot on both feet. You need to know how to shot fake, you know, or pass fake or, you know, stay bent, you know, be able to jump up and, and grab a rebound, rebound appropriately with two hands, you know, because if you don't know those things, well, then year after year, you're going to get older and then you're not going to have those things in place. And then when you're going to get the looks, then you're not going to have the fundamentals that coaches are, are, are going to be looking for. So have the fundamentals in place, you know, be videoing if you can, you know, or getting a highlight video of your, your um, child. And then reach out to those coaches, let them know who you are, where you are, what you're interested in and what you're looking for. And then just take all of that and from season to season, year after year. And always remember everything's functional. So, so it's an ebb and flow. You know, mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not a one thing you do it the whole time, you know, reevaluate that from one year to the next, because remember your player is growing, you know, yeah. especially it body, mind, body, and spirit. And, and their, and their game is changing, you know, so you might need to add some things. You might need to take away some things. So do you think that the child, you should put them into some type of skills training? And, you know, my, my nephew, he, his parent, my sister and brother-in-law, put him in training probably at the age of five. And he trained. He He's still trained now. He's in college now. He <laughs> trained. I mean, he was doing two types of training all, almost all his life. <laughs> he grew tall. He's like six, eight, but he don't have no meat on him. He's skinny. <laughs> Um, but that's all he did was train, 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 you know, and, and, you know, I, I often kind of joke with him. I was like, okay, if you were training for him to get a scholarship, the money you spent in training was probably enough to pay for the college education. <laughs> because, and, and that's possible. You know, 
you know, but you don't have to, you don't have to put your, your children in training. Um, you, you can get them trainers, you know, if, if that works for you, sometimes it works, but then also sometimes it backfires because sometimes it burns them out, you know, so, um, just find little things for them to do, you know, little skills, things. The internet is a wonderful tool, you know, um, so find find a you know a drill or something and then have your child do maybe two or three drills and then have them master it you know if they can master it then you let them move on you know but but let them get good at it you know yeah. um but some trainers you know are good trainers it just it it all depends on you know how you choose to you know go about things but i know for myself um if i had a child the first thing i do is just play with them just mm. take them out there and play with them find out where their skill level is find out how much they love it if they even love it you know um it might just be something that they're doing just because they they see their friends doing it you know find out how they feel about it and then just go from there because there might be days where they're like, you know, I don't want to train. Okay, well, what do you want to do? You know, as long as they're not sitting there on a video game, you know, day after day, you know, then there is some some type of, you know, development, you know, going on. But but just as long as you're involved, as long as you show them that that it's okay if if this isn't for you, it's okay. Now, if you say you want to be in training and you start training and I paid this money for it, now all of a sudden you say, hey, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay, then now we have to make a game plan. You know, but yeah. parents also have to be prepared for that. I think some parents aren't quite prepared for that. You know, they they put all this time and money into, you know, their child. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. And they're like, wait a minute, I paid yeah. for this and I did that's that's one of those things that you know you just got to know that that might happen yeah and you just mentioned video games did you know that is the new uh professional famous money maker you know scholarships like they're now giving scholarships to to colleges yes they what they're they're making like I am, um, we have a, a place geeklets here in DeSoto they open up at esports and, you know, there's like a 15-year-old, he like won $3 million or something like that. And I was like, okay, would you still go to college? Because you go to college in order to get a better job, you know. And, I, you know, I asked a lot of them because they're making a lot of money. You know, they're making a lot of money. They're eventually, to, they're going to have a draft. It's like a draft just like the mm -hmm. WNBA. Just like regular sports. Yeah. And so uh, I interviewed the owner and he was just saying how it is blowing up. He is starting a school. He was just saying the jobs and things that are uh, that's going to be available, design, coding, programming. He was like, those are the new new norm jobs now. So if I don't necessarily can play basketball like the, you know, profession, you know, to be a professional, but I can do it on the game mentally play it then i still can make a lot of money from it it's just it's amazing and and, and they players need to know that they can make money doing anything you you have to love what you do 
you know, sometimes it takes you a little bit to make money, you know, doing the thing you love to do, but you can still do the thing that you love to do. But that, that to me goes back to the whole person, you know, play a sport, be active in a sport. If you love IT, do IT, you know, don't discourage it, you know, help them to find what it is they, they enjoy doing. If they know I love gaming. Okay. That's good. Well, today, you know, here for the week, you know, during the school week, here's how much time you're going to spend on gaming and, and IT. Here's how much time you're going to spend, you know, playing on your sport. And here's how much time you're going to spend, whether it be choir and instrument or drama, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and set that out for them. That way they're well-rounded because also colleges, if, if, you know, they do want to go to colleges, colleges are looking at the whole total person as well. Mm. They see those, you know, those extracurricular activities. If you're, if you're an IT, you're an A student, you're on the varsity team and you're on the drama team, what institution wouldn't want you? You're a well-rounded individual. They can tell you. That's good. That's good. That's good. So tell me, how did you get a part of the junior MBA and the junior WNBA? Well, that actually was um, my wife. She actually is in a master's program with someone who said, hey, you know, they're they're starting this junior NBA, junior WNBA thing. And um my wife said, oh, well, Tiffany does that. You know, she's a coach. And so she said, well, she should apply. So I applied and, you know, hot dog, I got it. Oh. You know, um, so it's at the time, um, you know, it was just starting uh, a gentleman by the name of Shannon Clancy. Uh, he was new. He's from New York. He had just come down and um, he became the director. So they're just, you know, we're starting up the the youth division so to speak so um i applied and you know he saw my credentials and then we met and you know it just took off from there uh from our first summer of camps uh each summer it just got bigger and bigger and the quality of what we do has just gotten better from you know one summer to the next uh we not only do summer camps we also do uh, you know, like when they do dedications, either the Wizards or the Mystics, you know, they'll dedicate a, you know, a gym or they'll redo, you know, an outside court for, uh, you know, an elementary or something. And then we kind of go and we help, you know, celebrate that, you know, we'll wow. do drills and show them things. So um, it, it kind of, you know, worked that way in that, you know, Um, I kind of knew someone that knew someone, you know, but that's really kind of how it goes in this business. You know, like we were talking earlier, you know, coaches kind of hire who they know, you know, rarely do coaches get a job and they don't have a staff or they don't, you know, have somebody they know to call. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it just, I got lucky in this instance, you know, this gentleman came here with, you know, not really knowing anyone from this area because he wasn't from here. So you know, I was one of the first ones to get in. So it's been really, really fun, really enjoyable. So how would a um, an athlete get a part to be a part of the camp? Where do they go sign up? What, what do they need to do? 
Well, every um, every pro team has a, a youth division. Uh, it might not be called the youth division, but they have something like a youth division. And um, you can go to their websites and you can, you know, look for uh, the youth division and, you know, they'll show you camps and clinics um, where uh, Junior Wizards, we have uh, juniorwizards.com. Um, so we have uh, our, a YouTube channel, also like a, lo a lot of other um, organizations, they have YouTube channels. So uh, you can literally just Google Junior NBA. So um, if, if you're, let's say, if you're in uh, the DC metropolitan area, you can Google Junior NBA and it pops up our camps, our clinics, you know, contact information, what we have going on, all those different things. So, you know, if if all else fails, just literally, you know, Google Junior NBA and it will pull up and you could put, you know, if you're in the Dallas area, you mm -hmm. can put Junior NBA forward slash Mavericks or, you know, whatever. Okay, good, good. Uh, I'm going to be looking for your job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you just have so much knowledge. Um, and I, I think it's it's worth to just pour into these kids. I mean, just absolutely. I, it's just that that's my passion. That is definitely my passion to teach life through the game of basketball. Yeah. Because life is is very difficult to navigate. And especially in this day and age, you know, for our young ladies and young men, you know, to to know how to decide and, you know, and how to move and, you know, and how to navigate relationships, mm -hmm. you know, and and to have someone that has only their best interest heart interest at heart is what what's most important you know to me so you know i always say that i want to be a part of a, a staff or a team of people that one love god you know mm -hmm. as well as themselves but but two they're about excellence and about development for yeah. not only themselves but for the players for the coaches coaching staff for you know the administration for everyone involved because when you care about the development of the next person that's when you're blessed god blesses mm -hmm. you with more development for yourself you learn through teaching others wow so. that's great so tell people how they can get in touch with you absolutely uh i am at locket hoops at l o c k e t t hoops uh dot com uh, through i g through twitter um snapchat <laughs> uh you you know facebook i'm of course tiffany lockett um but coach lockett uh is you know locket hoops is really my handle for pretty much everything um i even think i have like my personal 
phone number somewhere out there because as um you know as i've coached for aau and you know i was the head coach at trinity we used our cell phones you know for people to contact us so i have no problem you know with anyone contacting me so um you know just tiffany.lockett at gmail.com is literally my email. So mm -hmm. it's my name, tiffany.lockett at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email and, and ask me for my number, uh, you know, if you can't find it or if you have a question. Um, I try to help whoever, um, whenever. So if you have a question about development or, or just anything, you know, feel free to, to ask. Um, if you have a job, hey feel free you know to contact me and ask um so i'm i'm really excited about moving to that Dal that dfw i'm learning to say dfw not just dallas but dfw, right. DFW. Uh, area and i've uh, connected with some people that you know around that area already that are uh, you know really nice people so i'm looking forward to you know seeing what god has for me next Awesome. Awesome. So are you going to be uh, moving here this fall or how soon? Actually, it's interesting because there is a clinic um, coming up on the 26th and the 27th uh, in Dallas that I'll be attending. And then once okay. the clinic's over, then that's where I'll be staying. So, okay. On the 20th in September? Yes, ma'am. In a oh, few weeks. <laughs> Awesome. Where's the clinic going to be at? It's going to be, I believe, at uh, the University of Texas Arlington. Okay. I believe that's where it's Arlington at. It's right down the street. That's like 25 minutes away. <laughs> and I think uh, we had a uh, another coach on the show and her daughter, she took her daughter off to college at um, University of Arlington, Texas. So she's playing basketball there. So, okay. wow, yeah, that's that's cool. So yeah, hit me up. Say let's uh, if in case if things have not gotten crazy, hey, let's go ahead and have some drinks. Like we can meet up right there in Arlington. They have all kind of food place. I'll meet you guys and I'll just have some drink and just uh, let you know about Texas. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't. I can't wait to start working with the Texas athletes, wherever that is. I, I'm just really yeah. excited about that. We we, we big down here. I, the football games are in college. <laughs> yes, and it's just. I mean, we're probably just theming now that we can't even go out because on Friday night it's like the family goes out to the football game. Everybody's out to the football game. It you know it's packed. It's just the thing that we do, and so now we just. That, I, that's why I love fall. Fall is football, pumpkin, and pumpkin latte, and my birthday. <laughs> Good. Well, all right then. What well, I have enjoyed you. Um, I don't see that it's going to be long that you're going to find something because this this resume is awesome. You have done it all and you have a wealth of knowledge that you can impart into our student athletes. And we need that. You know, that was one of my heart desires. Nobody ever came back to tell us anything. And so you have a lot of wisdom and knowledge that you've learned and you're more than willing to share it. 
And so I'm sure if, if a parent, you know, sent you a video saying, can you evaluate my player? What do they need to work on? I'm sure that you probably would help them with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All yes. right. Well, you guys, this has been Can We Talk Sports? I'm here by myself today. My ladies are chilling, taking care of their families. And, you know, that's what we have to do. You know, super moms, we have to jump in. But I kept your company. Yeah, you kept your company. You kept your company. So, you guys, thank you so much for watching the show. And we will see you probably Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday. So this is Karen, Can We Talk Sports? And my guest? Coach Tiffany Lockett. All right, you guys. We'll see y'all later. Thank you. Bye. Take care.